What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 30-Minute Rumble. I am your host, Shay, and I have a brand new co-host. His name is... Ryan. Welcome, Ryan, to the show, everybody. So, it's it's been a while since we've done a 30-Minute Rumble episode, but it's back. It's Shay. It's Ryan. And, and we're going to do this thing. And, and we're going to skip the intros for right now. And we're going to go right into the breaking news. The breaking news of all the freaking WWE releases that are happening right now. Uh, Ryan reached out to me a little bit earlier today and he's like, you know, I woke up to all this, like, this stuff happening in WWE. And um, I, I just happened to look on WWE.com and I saw this list of releases for WWE. And it comes at the worst freaking time through all this COVID-19 and, and coronavirus stuff. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Ryan? Um, I I understand it's a tough time with COVID-19. They do have to make cut. They have to cut a lot of people. I was told they're cutting 40% of the whole entire staff. A lot of the guys don't deserve to get cut. I understand everything, but it, things have to happen. It is tough times, and I'm really hoping there's a very strong future for a lot of the guys I got cut today. Guys like the club, Carl Anderson and Gallows, and even Eric Young. I mean, I've been heavily with Eric Young ever since, like, I have to say, like, 2006, when I first started watching him. There's a lot of guys just on the list I got cut today that I really hope they can either get sent to New Japan or elsewhere just to have, like, a good future because they are phenomenal wrestlers. Yeah, I agree. So... I guess why don't we take a look at the the current list, the list that is constantly growing uh, as we speak throughout the day. They're adding like more names to the list. So you you want to go through them? Or you want me to go through them? Uh, you can go through them all. All right. So on WWE.com on the website, they have a list of uh, men and women that have been released as of today, and so far uh, the list has the the following names so kurt angle uh drake maverick just listed is zach Ryder, uh kurt hawkins carl anderson luke gallows heath slater eric young eric rowan sarah logan referee mike Kyoto, mike canellis and maria canellis uh ec3 aiden english leo rush Primo and Epico. Um, they just updated No Way Jose on there as well. What? Yeah. Whiz, man. I, I am looking at it right now. As you're reading them off, I saw No Way Jose. I'm like, what the heck? Oh my. So, so they really are releasing like a lot of the talent that has just kind of been in like limbo. And uh, they also released nine backstage producers, which are Billy Kidman. Mike Rotunda, Pat Buck, Fit Finley, Sean Navari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, which I'm not familiar with, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. I think that's their whole entire like backstage producers. Now they're left with just like Paul Heyman and a couple of their guys in the back that's to insane. help produce every match. So Sarah Stock, if I'm not mistaken, used to wrestle in Impact. Um, she wasn't Rosita. That was Zelina Vega, but she was 
she was a Latin female in Impact, and I want to look it up real quick because I remember her face. Um, oh, she was the girl that Teen Blue throws Zeta. Yes, but I can't remember her name. Uh, can't remember her name. Sarita. Sarita, yes, yes, and didn't even know she was a part of the company because they never used her. She was a backstage producer. Why was she? Uh, why, out of all people, her backstage producer though. I never even knew she was with WWE. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just never knew. So there's a lot of people backstage that we probably don't even know who's who's back there right now. <laughs> yeah, she was with a Mexican American. No, she signed with WWE in 2015. Okay. Wow, she's been there five years. Yeah, she signed a. I mean, that's a lot. They literally have a small paragraph of uh of her time in WWE, and it just talks about April April thirteenth, twenty fifteen. She was signed. She made an appearance during Tyler Breeze's entrance at NXT Takeover, and you know that's all I'm reading here on Wikipedia. That's all that she was included. I guess she was a backstage producer following that, but I don't. She might have been a producer for the women's matches. A lot of the women's matches. I'm not sure. Okay. So she's legit been with the company for exactly five years at this point. Yeah, she must have had a five-year contract. That's insane. Uh, Because sucks. Um, yeah. So, so looking at the the list currently. So, so who do you think has a future, and who do you think is is kind of gonna probably go to the wayside out of out of this list of of people? Well, obviously the club, Gallows and Anderson. They're Hands down, one of the best tag teams all around. Along along with the revival, the revival got released. What is it about two days ago? We can probably throw them in there. Yeah, true. Um, because Dudley knew this. Dudley probably knew this was coming, so they were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, screw it!" You know, the revival ain't gonna give in, so let's just re- release them. Which I think what was it Dash? It was either Scott. Daw- I think it was Scott. Daw- or yeah, Scott Dawson. His contract was running up anyways in the next few days. Oh really? Yeah, because his was expiring in April, and then Dash Wilder's was expiring two months later because of the injury he had. Okay. So that we extended his contract another two months. But they have a non-compete clause. I obviously see them going to AEW because so they of, can start right away. Yep, they can start right away. And the thing is, also AEW. I'm not sure how much money mr uh, tony khan has or the khan family but they might be going under as well we might see releases from AEW, but i see a lot of these guys going to AEW, like the club the revival possibly eric eric young mm-hmm. maybe sarah logan they need to build up their women's division over in AEW. i don't see a lot of potential in the women's division in AEW. my opinion personally so sarah logan would definitely make a perfect fit over there um ec3 could probably go to japan along with leo rush leo rush i uh saw leo rush's match against oni lorkin back at like when when leo rush returned back in september i actually went to my first ever nxt event in full sale and i saw leo rush versus oni lorkin it was like a number one contenders match for the nxt uh cruiserweight title and that match was phenomenal. I'm happy I had to see at least one Leo Rush match. Actually, no, I've seen right. a few Leo Rush matches because I've been to a few NXT events. But that match was honestly phenomenal. And I definitely Leo Rush. He's got the perfect mic skills. He's got it in the ring. 
I'm honestly surprised that Leo Rush, out of all these guys, got released because of how well Leo Rush can wrestle and mm-hmm. not botch and also be very well on the mic. Now, he could have used a manager, I think, but you can't overuse managers in the wrestling world. Then, like, if everyone has a manager, then it's just just overuses the manager system. So You, you know what they need? They need to realize how effective a valet is. Yeah. Something that you just don't see in wrestling anymore is, is like an effective valet. Like every female does not have to wrestle in, in WWE. Like Zelina Vega does it perfectly. Like, I mean, she can work a little bit, but they don't use her to, to, to work in the ring. And I think it works perfectly for her. And if you can go back to the days of like Sable and like Marlena it was perfect. And, and I think that's one thing that's missing in, in wrestling today is like effective valets and managers aren't really managers anymore either. Paul Heyman is the only true manager. Oh, he is, well, he's, right he's definitely the best. And I think behind Paul Heyman is Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero knew also knew how to manage. And it was, I, I, some people might disagree, but I honestly think Vicky Guerrero is the number two right behind Paul Heyman. No one really? else has done it better, yeah. I honestly think Vicky Guerrero is the number two, right behind Paul Heyman. I mean, you could, uh, who else? Uh, Jimmy Hart was, you know, great. But I honestly think Vicky Guerrero had the potential of even, she could she could still be around though to be and honestly manage any superstar and put them over. Like That's Dolph true. Ziggler, she managed Dolph Ziggler for like two, three years or mm-hmm. however long that thing lasted in it really gave Dolph Ziggler a lot of TV time because of Vicky Guerrero and how they, how she perfectly uh, did it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so when I take a look at the list, I'm looking at a lot of these names, like of course, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's done wrestling. Like we're not going to see Kurt Angle in a ring. Well, not going to say we're not going to see him in a ring anymore because it's one thing about wrestling is that you can never say never. You can always see a wrestler back in the ring, but I, I don't see Kurt Angle going to, to AEW. Um, I, I don't see him going back to Impact either, but the, the the one name that stands out on this list for me is Drake Maverick. Yeah. And I, agree. I don't see him going back to Impact, although I do see him possibly going to AEW, and I don't know if it's going to be in a wrestling role, but he would be like one of the perfect guys to kind of set up a, a cruiserweight division in AW. I mean, most of the guys are smaller anyway, mm-hmm. so most of them work that style, but he'd be like a, a really good name to go and, and work that, uh, like a, a cruiserweight division in AW. But since he, I did watch his video on Twitter, by the way. Um, for yeah. Those well, you I, in, go ahead. Yeah, I I saw you watched it. It was dude, I was almost tearing up off off of it because when someone loses a job, especially someone Drake Maverick's only been around been there for about 2 years, I think, mm-hmm. 2 3 years, going yeah. on 3 years, whatever. And when you get your dream job, you're all everyone's ultimate goal to be. I mean, nowadays there's a lot of competition with other wrestling promoters, but you can honestly tell Drake Maverick was probably most upset out of everyone. Yeah. You have everyone that just doesn't care, like guys like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. They probably didn't care because they saw it coming. Guys like Eric Eric Young and 
Primo and Epico, they all saw it coming, so they probably didn't really care. But yeah. someone like Drake Maverick, who will be wrestling his last few matches, not sure if he'll be going on how many matches during this Cruiserweight tournament, but he'll be wrestling his last few matches in the Cruiserweight tournament. I don't I don't see him winning it, but just yeah. because he, he's technically not a signed wrestler anymore to, to the WWE. But... I'm definitely going to be tuning into his last few matches because I'm, I actually believe he's going to be going all out and putting on some of the best matches in his career. I was going to say the same thing. It's like now he's actually like fighting for a job right now. So he's going to go out there and do the best that he can and hope that maybe they keep him. What do you think? I don't think they'll keep him. You don't think so? They're they're, they're cutting. They're they're going to be cutting more guys as it is. Like the, it was probably a tough, tough decision for them to keep him. Anyways, I mean, there's going to be like you have to realize like they wanted to do an NXT Japan, right? And they want they wanted a roster over there. And now with this whole COVID nineteen, they're losing out on money. And I'm not sure if you've been looking at the stocks, but WWE stocks has gone down drastically over the past year or so. True. And WWE stock is based on the whole entire company. So when the stock goes down, they had to cut people. And I understand every year after WrestleMania, they cut about 10 guys. Yeah. This is more than 10 guys. They're going to be cutting like 40 or 50 people. They've already cut, what was it? I think we're about at 30 right now. They cut nine producers and they're at, what was it, about 15 wrestlers? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 so far. Okay. They're going to they're gonna be cutting a lot more. And yeah. It, it, it's a possibility that a lot of these guys can come back after the COVID-19, after WWE gets their foot off the ground. They probably promise a lot of these guys that, you know, you know it's just not the best time right now we can bring you back in the future, but it is so hard because guys like Zack Ryder who had like a concurrent tenure with WWE, uh, like almost a 15 year tenure at WWE just for it to end over this pandemic that we were having. And say Zack Ryder comes back in two years, like his tenure with the company is over. Like he had a 15 year run and like now he has to restart it. And also, who, who else had a long tenure? The Epico and Primo, which Epico and dude, Primo, uh, they were they were like good wrestlers. And also, also he Slater, he had he had a tenure, tenure, yeah. tenure. I guess he's a technically a veteran as well. And I'm surprised that he Slater lasted longer than anyone from Nexus, like the the original eight from the Nexus. He Slater yeah. had a out of talent like Michael Tarver and Justin Gabriel, who really had it. Justin Gabriel was probably the the biggest one, and also Wade Barrett. Like he Slater outlasted uh, everyone except See, for Daniel Bryan. And and that's the reason that I like Slater so much because Slater was a company guy. Like Slater did whatever they asked of him to do, and and he didn't complain about it. Like in in the past couple of years, he's you know talked about. You know, not being a champion and not being given the ball. But whenever they told Slater to go out there and, and do something, he did it. And that was the the issue that, you know, Way Barrett had. Barrett didn't think right. that he was being used right. And Justin Gabriel um, had his own issues, too. But I think I, that's I, the reason. 
I forgot who said it. That might have been Ryback. I actually been keeping up to date with Ryback a lot, and Ryback will be Ryback uh, also talks about everything WWE, and you know there are some ups and downs. Like I forgot who it was. It was either Ryback or somebody that it's like it's up to you to you know change how WWE looks on you because mm-hmm. you know if they don't see any potential with you, they're not gonna do anything with you. But if right. you go out there and you make something out of it and like get a storyline going for yourself, and no matter what you have to do, then it can make things interesting and spark things up. I think I think John Cena said it too, if I'm not mistaken. Something like around those lines because you have to if you don't if WWE doesn't see anything with you, you have to put it in their head that you actually have potential. So you have to go out there and show them that you mean business. And right. guys like Heath Slater. He wasn't that good with the Nexus and the core. I understand he's a former four-time tag team champion, but he was so he had the comedy, like the whole thing with like Slater Gator, and then the whole thing with him and Rhino. I was actually very happy that him and Rhino won the SmackDown tag team titles, the inaugural SmackDown tag team titles. Yeah, me too. Um, it's very happy. I'm like the big. I'm a huge fan of Heath Slater. Ever like ever since like you know when was it? 2012 when they buried him to all the mm-hmm. legends and yeah. he went on this huge losing streak and i, I it's just you know I, it's just hard for me to hate a hate someone or not like him you know i like almost everybody was that before or after 3mb <laughs> that was before it was before, was before. 3MB, I think. okay because that's probably the reason it was why he right before 3MB 3MB. in the first place yeah <laughs> And turns out there's Drew McIntyre and and there's uh, Gender Mahal. Both of them got released. They came back and became freaking world champions. Right, and Gender Mahal's the shock, most shocking right. one. No one saw Gender Mahal winning the title that night. No, no, not at all. So maybe this is this is Slater's time to go elsewhere. Go elsewhere. And get better, become a star. Yeah, um, I'm hoping this gives an opportunity to for everybody, because yeah. obvi- there's not going to be enough jobs for in the wrestling world after all this. Maybe in a few months, everyone will get their every, everyone will get their things back to normal. And I understand we're going through a big pandemic, which personally, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I personally didn't think it was going to be this bad. I was hoping it was going to go away after two weeks. But I also had the positivity and mindset that, you know, this was all just going to blow over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really hoping we this builds, like, possibly even the Ring of Honor uh, roster. Just to talk about it for a brief moment, the Ring of Honor, in my opinion, they don't have the, the strongest roster. They're... Uh, I know their sales and their attendance has been low. I mean, I don't keep up with it, and nor do I watch it that much. And there's like no one there to even watch. In my opinion, I'm not like I, I'm. I've been trying to be open to watching more uh, wrestling companies. Like I actually went to my first Evolve show back in January. Phenomenal event, by the way, because they actually had NXT guys versus the Evolve guys throughout the whole entire night. It was definitely okay. a great, great event. So anyone listening, give Evolve a chance, or even give any company a chance, even if you know you don't know anyone on the roster, you know how are you supposed to get to know someone if you don't watch them? Um, I'm hoping 
you know, a lot of the guys can. Some of these guys possibly go to Japan. We don't even know. Um, oh, you know, I know Anderson and Gallows for sure. Oh, if well, they might, they might do a. I'm hoping they could honestly bring back the revival of the Bullet Club. Like I understand they're still a thing, mm-hmm. but after like the elite left, a Bullet Club pretty much died. Then I mean, That's I understand. True. Tamatonga and Tangaloa, dude, those guys are badass. They are like super badass. But the thing is, like, when you're bringing in, when you're bringing in guys like Jay White and whoever else they have in the Bullet Club now, it's just it's just not the same anymore because they're just bringing in new guys and kicking out the older guys. True. And they've been around for about six, seven years, I think. And it's every good group has its run and i think it's pretty much over yeah i mean of course the names the names are going to go first of course they're going to try to pick up the names first so anderson and gallows are going to find work and then i mean leo's going to be on the independent scene which which he was before he got signed uh ec3 is probably always going to have a home and impact and i i don't know about maverick um not sure where he's going to end up. Not sure about Ryder or Hawkins or No Way Jose. Aiden English wasn't even wrestling. He was trying to get right. the announcing thing. Yeah, he was great on it too, I think. I believe he was great on it. It was, it was yeah. the 205 Live commentary team. Yeah. It was great. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed his work. So it's shock, I'm shocked to see that they that they released him though. So do you think this is going to like rejuvenate the wrestling landscape, all these people that they're releasing? Well, when they have a big roster, including like the NXT UK, NXT, and then everyone else, it's just like they don't, no one else gets TV time because yeah. they're too busy, you know, using guys like Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, which I honestly think it's time for them to stop using part-timers. Yeah, Undertaker, it's kind of okay because, you know, he wrestles one match a year. Right. And that should... Be and I'm hoping that ends very soon too. John Cena, he shouldn't have been on the card this year. I believe he should have just, you know, I believe he should have just stayed away. I'm hoping, like, I'm not trying to hate on John Cena, but mm-hmm. you know, I would have rather have seen like a 10 minute match. Like, a, instead of seeing Taker and Cena, I would rather have seen like a 10 minute match with Taker and someone else. Yeah, it's just. I don't like seeing, you know, guys like John Cena who've already done everything. They're just there just to fill in a spot when they could have given it to someone like Elias. Yeah. That's true. But you know, got to do it for the uh for the publicity and the and the likes and the buys and all that junk. Yeah. So what is your take on uh, who, who you think is going to be getting the biggest other than uh, Drake Maverick? Who else do you want to see like blow up after all this? Uh, well, I want to see Gallows and Anderson go back to New Japan. I, th- I think they, they work best over there. Um, even though, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one thing is when you have to like take your family and like move to another country to wrestle it, right. it sucks. It sucks. But I mean, I know Anderson met his, you know, wife over in Japan. So right. his hot Asian wife, he always likes to mention. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Gallows, 
you know, he's settled back here in the States. Now he may have to go back over to Japan. And, but I mean, that's where they made their money, you know? That's where they oh, sold out the Tokyo Dome and, and had those, you know, classic matches, which got them signed in the first place. So I, I see them going back to New Japan and I see Bullet Club possibly becoming something big again. And for the, for the rest of the roster, other than Drake Maverick, who I think has a lot of potential to, to do something, I, I don't think any of the other ones right now will make a huge, huge splash on the wrestling scene. I, I, I just don't see it from anybody else. I would like to see Eric Young make a splash. I mean, if, if he has to go back to TNA, but that man was done wrong. I think out of everyone on the list that got released today, he was done wrong. Yeah, with, I mean, uh, if anything, spot, I, I, see him, I see him going back to be like a producer or something. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I It sucks, man. Because being on the main roster for two years and not even having a pay-per-view match and yeah. doing nothing just to go to being a producer. Yeah, I mean, eventually, eventually every like wrestling veteran is going to become a producer, and Eric Young will make a phenomenal producer. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just hoping he still has like one more run left in him. Right. Yeah. And then Kurt Angle. You know what they're doing with Kurt Angle. What is Kurt Angle going to do now? Well, he could wrestle again because yeah. uh, Flair, Ric Flair actually said the reason why he wrestled in TNA was because he was running out of money. Right. And it's just sad to think that a guy like Ric Flair was running out of money. You know? Two-time Hall... Well, I mean, he wasn't a two-time Hall of Famer then. But... um. Like when you say you retired, you're done, and then you then, and then if you think about it, they have WWE has a lot of guys under Hall of Famer contracts. True. And I'm kind of curious who they're all going to release from their Hall of Fame contracts. Well, I was I heard that their Hall of Fame contracts didn't really pay that much. Really? Yeah. So they might so... not have to cut any. Right, so they may not have to cut any, but for a guy like Ric Flair, who has always been on top, always, he's always been a featured guy, uh, whether it was, you know, WCW, prior to WCW in the territories, even when he came to WWE, he was always like one of the, the top guys, part of Evolution, he was playing the GM role. I, I just don't understand. He must He must have lived like a super lavish lifestyle to oh, not well, have any money. He, he, he think about it. He also went through a lot of divorces. He's on his fifth marriage right now, I believe, which is insane. Charlotte's on her third marriage. I think it's crazy. She's going down the same path. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just crazy how you like turn out to be your parents. A lot of people, <laughs> but I, just to quickly wrap this up because we're coming up to the thirty minute mark. Okay. Just to, um, I actually well, I think Ric Flair's last match was in TNA's lockdown, lethal lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was really horrible. Ric Flair's performance was horrible. He was really wrestling in slacks, and then his slacks ripped off, and he, I think he was wrestling in his underwear or something like that. Oh no! Wait, who else <laughs> was in the match? It was uh, Fortune versus Immortal. It was Abyss, Ric Flair. Uh, Bubba Ray, 
and someone else versus uh, Christopher Daniels, Kaz, and Beer Money. Good lord. And Ric Flair was covered in blood, and I'm like, come on. Like, Flair, at this point, how old is he? Like, 75 now or something? So he was, like, 64, 65 wrestling in his underwear, like, covered in blood, and he was, like, just, he was, like, I gotta give him props. Like, that man really wanted to fight. Yeah. But, uh, but anywho, the biggest thing was all the releases today, and there's probably gonna be more, and I'm gonna... Hopefully, keep on checking. Hopefully, there's no one else big, especially yeah. no one from NXT. I don't want to see anyone from NXT gone. Yeah, well, it's actually pretty cool that we have not. Se- well, we did see Leo Rush. I guess he was an NXT guy. Um, yeah. But so far, everything's staying steady. So here's hoping that it stays that way. And if not, you know, I don't know. I'm just hoping. I'm hoping they release their. Re- I mean, they release all the producers. They release their round of wrestlers. I'm hoping. Yeah. Hopefully everyone that gets cut, I mean, you know, it's, it's a bad thing to say. I'm hoping other people get cut, but let's just hope that, you know, it's a lot of guys that are like, like a part of the corporate or whatever, the, all those guys that work in the headquarters or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't want to see any of these other wrestlers get cut, man, because there's actually a lot of guys. I mean... Not one wrestler that I see that has been cut today, other than Anderson and Gallows and Drake Maverick, that have recently been wrestling. Right, right. Yeah, it's wild times. It's crazy. This virus is like changing everything, changing the world, man. It it's, sucks. But uh, but yeah, coming up on the thirty minute mark, so we are going to wrap it up today. So I do want to thank you guys for listening on behalf of myself and Ryan. I'd like to thank you for watching the 30-minute rumble. Or I'm, I'm saying I'm watching like we're doing a video listening to the 30-minute rumble. And you can catch 30-minute rumble on Spotify and Stitcher as well. We'll let you guys know when we get the uh, the podcast uploaded on some different mediums as well. Anything uh, you want to close out with before we go? Oh no! I think we covered most of everything that we wanted to talk about today with all the releases. Right. That was the biggest breaking news coming out of today, and I, I wanted us to cover that ASAP. All right, very cool. I think I think next episode we should uh, we should talk about uh, Jerry Lawler, the King Jerry Lawler, <laughs> <laughs> and how he's in hot water for uh, for for his comments and. How wrestling has changed over the years between the oh, attitude and being able to do what you can do, whatever you wanted to do, and now you can't do anything. How about that? That sounds <laughs> perfect, man. All right. Perfect. All right. We are out. See you guys. Peace.